Fads come and go, and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. That's why Noom's weight management programs are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. Welcome to episode number 254 of On the Corner, the official PitcherList.com podcast. I'm your host, Alex Fast, joined as always by the victorious Nick Pollock. I wanted to, Nick would not be quiet about this before the cast, so I wanted to, I rushed him into starting the cast so he can take as as long as he wants to, to detail what just happened to us. What is happening? Okay, if you remember last week, I was the 2-8 and eight Nick Pollock. And now you're the 1-0. Right. 1-0, oh. oh, but uh, Fast and I played each other in the PL Legacy League. And here's yeah. the thing. Fast made it very clear. I was not leading the entire week. Literally not even yesterday. Yeah, when the games were over, you weren't leading. Yeah, we were tied 5-5. Five to five Correct. And, and already so many poetic things. I, I streamed Taylor Widener against mm-hmm. you and Nick Pavetta. Yep. You decided to play it safe and not start Lance McCullers. Didn't think you would be streaming. And yep. that was the difference in many ways. Jacob DeGrom, 14 Ks. Oh, yeah, 14 Ks for me. That was wonderful. Yep. Uh, and a terrible news about Marejon. Yep. And he got removed with just one strike. I won by two strikeouts that got the tie. Yep. And then Manny Machado had a stat correction so that I got an extra hit and that changed average. So now I won six to four by the day point. after. By yeah. a point of average, right? Yeah. yeah. You won Pretty by a much. point of average. It was 244 to 243. I yeah, I think something like that. Yeah. So it's unbe- It's like unbelievable. <laughs> it's like absolutely unbelievable. I, I won literally <laughs> every day except for the last day where I tied and then I lost. And then the entire weekend, Fast is like, you're going to win. I'm like, I'm not going to win. He's, it's just, it's just going to happen. And I, I you willed it into existence. I don't necessarily believe in that, but I do, like, I do often get frustrated with people, but I just felt something where it was like, it would be the most poetic justice after amazing. what I said. And I mean, like, I had a, like, sub-two ERA from all my starters. It was amazing, I was, yeah. I, I, was, I was living the dream. It didn't matter. It didn't matter. No, no. And I streamed Nick Pavetta. Yep. He got seven strikeouts, and that's all I needed. I, I threw away ERA and whip just to win strikeouts against you. It was 102 yes. to 99 for, you know, 11, 11 days, but still, that's pretty high. And also, I had more opportunities. Alex Colome came in, gave up a home run. He didn't get right. any strikeouts. Right, right. Um, Liam Hendricks. Uh, I don't have Liam Hendricks in that league, but yeah. Uh, um, like you said, Adrian Rehan came in, got that one strikeout, left the game. And originally, at the Sunday matchups, it was your um, I don't. Was it your Pavetta versus my another guy that I streamed yesterday that got uh, a Logan Allen? Oh Logan yeah, Allen got right, like right. six or seven Ks. Yeah, I was like, good. okay, if I get Morehan to get five or six Ks, I'm I'm I've got this. Didn't matter. No. Nope, nope. So anyway, so I'm feeling good. Yeah. I do not deserve this. It's all, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't the score sheet doesn't say one and zero asterisk. It says one and zero. That's all that matters. I said anyway, one. Anyway, I uh, yeah, this was a great time. I had a good time. Did you have a good time? I had a great time. I I had a terrible time today. Yesterday I was living the dream i was very happy i eked out the tie and i was happy but now here we are but that's oh, not man. what we're going to talk about i wanted to i wanted to start because nick and i were feeling that energy and now here we are there, i would say there's been another great week in the books there hasn't there has in the baseball of, of world there has what, what a week joe musgrove so the, much. Oh. the no hitter lance lynn with the no hitter yeah so many so Luke many weaver almost had a no hitter yeah that's amazing yeah it was pretty great sorry i cut you off and i, I mean there's so many amazing things that happened and uh you know, I want to mention also that Tyler Molly was throwing a no-hitter in the game on uh, Friday. Of course, That's he got right. pulled, though. This, this is about pitch efficiency. It's a thing. Well, yeah, he got pulled because he had, like, 90 pitches through three innings. Yeah, yeah, like it, was, it was four, four and two-thirds, 92 pitches. Uh, yeah. That's going to happen, Tyler Molly. You got to be more efficient. But yeah. It's, it's it's Look, there's so many good players. I, I want to do, like, a... um. <laughs> A uh, Madden thing uh, where it's like, it's just great players playing great football. It's just great football, you know? <laughs> like, that's how I feel about this past week. About know? great players playing great baseball? That's just great football. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> I don't know. There's been, uh, you know, not a bunch of news today. I mean, in between the first pitch and now, like Josh Bell, Kyle Schwarber, they're coming back off the COVID aisle, which is great. But really, we're not dedicating much time to the news because you should be listening to the First Pitch Podcast mm. every morning, Yes, uh, which Nick streams it as yeah, he does it as well. 8.30 to 10 a.m. on yes. Twitch, twitch.tv slash pitcherless. There are like there are, there are dozens of us. No, seriously, there are a lot of people <laughs> with favorite. me. It's an awesome way to wake up. 
And also, we to wake up, and then on Mondays after you're done, it's not the only time that you're streaming. Well, no. Tell us about the, what the stream schedule is looking like for this week and next. Sure. So, yeah, Monday through Friday, 8.30 to 10 a.m., come hang out, first pitch podcast, and a live AMA. You can ask all the questions you want at 12 on Mondays. I did it today for three and a half hours. Mm. The whole creation of the list, the whole process, you can ask all the questions you want. I make the notes, the whole thing. It was a lot of fun today. We had like 120 people there. Wow. It was it was crazy. It was a really, really fun time. We're doing it every Monday there. I'm also doing uh, next week, I think on Tuesday, I'm going to be streaming uh, MLB The Show 21. Mm-hmm. I'm terrible at it. Who cares? I'm, I'm really, really bad. I, if you guys remember last year, I streamed me playing it for the first time last year. It's coming out, so I'll be doing that next Tuesday. Uh, and then uh, on Thursday, I also do a player breakdown. Uh, so starting at noon on uh, on Thursdays Eastern time, come hang out. We're going to just talk about pitchers. We'll watch them. And whoever you want to watch and break down, it's up to you. Uh, we'll watch them together. I, I got to say, I mean, I, I dropped in for a little bit today during the stream, and it was great, and it was a lot of fun to watch. And it's also so nice to have that crowd there to keep you up to date on news, oh, yeah. to keep you up to date on, you know, what may happening, or, hey, did you remember this guy? Because I think at the end, you hadn't, you'd forgot Taylor Widener. Oh, Taylor Widener, and uh, uh, I thought Tony Disco was already on the list, and he wasn't. Oh, really? I mentioned that. I was like, oh, my God, yes. Okay, get him on the list. Absolutely. And that's great. And that's so, meanwhile, come, come help us out. Here's the thing, too. Like, I, I'm still getting into a rhythm of, like, how we are getting hit with a wall of information daily. You yes. know what I mean? There's so much information, and now we're finally getting to a point where sample sizes don't matter quite yet unless pitch movement does kind of matter, like active mm. spin or spin efficiency, whatever you want to call it. You know, horizontal break, vertical break, those establish really, really early usage. While that might not maintain over the year, it's interesting to see who's doing what in their first two starts. I keep bringing up Lance McCullers, how literally insane that is. It really is. That is curveball is his third most used pitch. Right? We're going to talk about Tyler Glass now in a little bit and how insane that is. Yep. But with that said, why don't we go ahead and and jump on in to the list. Now, I just sent you these notes, so you haven't seen it. We're obviously going to do it the way that we usually do it, biggest risers, biggest followers, new boys. But we're (laughs) going to start with something interesting, um, and I don't know if we're going to do this each week or not, but... Obviously, not a lot of movement in the top 25, right? Yeah. Which makes sense. I mean, it's been two starts. A lot of guys have looked good that we thought were going to look good. But what I wanted to do, though, is talk about noteworthy guys who are still there, who theoretically by this time could have fallen out of the top 25 for various reasons, be it injury, be it velo, whatever. So the three guys that I wanted to hit on are Tyler Glasnow, Steven Strasburg, and Charlie Morton. Sure. So why don't we go ahead and start with Tyler Glasnow. He's still cemented at number 17. What have you seen from him thus far? It doesn't have to be a... I'm not saying like, how come he isn't up or how come he isn't down? But what have you seen overall thus far from Tyler Glasnow? Yeah, I mean, how can you not be enamored by that slider? Yeah. is so good and I will I will say about Glasnow we've we've seen like the splitter before last year right we were like oh we're so excited about this we were concerned because well the splitter isn't a strike getting pitch Mm. but this slider is I mean he's hovering the zone with it getting strikes constantly with it and if Glasnow can keep that up it's it's you know sky's the limit the the only reason that he's not really shooting up the ranks I mean it's really two things one the Rays aren't gonna throw him 180 to 200 innings Mm. that's just the case with Glasnow and with a lot of the guys ahead of him, well, they are going to go 180 plus. You know, that's kind of why you haven't seen Burns go super high up either. I love yep. his quality of innings. He's just not going to get the same volume as the other ones. And that's the other reason. Like, there's a huge wall to hit. You know, so the analogy I made on the uh, the stream today is, hey, you can have a guy who is scoring a 78 on a test and now he's scoring 94 consistently. Yeah, but these other guys are scoring 95 consistently. I just hmm. can't put them ahead of it. Yeah, you know, it's all relative to it. So I'm really excited about Glasnow. The 17 I have him at now is not the same 17 I had back in March, but everyone else is still performing, and there's no reason to pull them down underneath Glasnow at the moment. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you can't really drop him for something that hasn't necessarily reared its head yet or happened quite yet. And also, to be honest, I think he might have... Uh, in terms of leash, like, we don't know what's going to happen with injury. We can't even project about that. But in terms of leash, like... um, it could be a little bit longer because they're getting decimated already. Like we off, we saw that really sad Chris Archer injury. Oh, man. Like they they just don't have the depth that they are used to having so far. It would seem so. Theoretically, he could get more innings. And the last thing I'll say about him too, I remember when we first heard about that splitter last year, and we were like, "That's nice," but it really is just another pitch that kind of moves down. You know what I sure. mean? And now that he has that slider that can kind of move away from right-handed hitters a little bit more, even though technically, like. 
even when I'm watching those starts, I'm like, is that a slider? Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. It's still like it's still very difficult, but it is a different pitch. So yeah, it's really nice to see there. Uh, so far, Steven Strasburg too. I mean, like we don't know how long it's going to last. He's still at 24. What have you seen from him so far? Yeah, it's been lower velocity. So we saw around 93 from Strasburg, and you know if you remember his debut back in upper 90 territory, 100 or so, right? Yeah, and it's not the same Strasburg. But he was still really effective with it. He commanded well. He mixed in curveballs and changeups well in that first start. And I got to leave him at 24 for now just because, well, it was successful. And maybe he can also ramp up that velocity. So I'm not ready to, you know, blow it up. Blow it up. Blow it up. Oh, yeah, no, what I happened had, there? I, was, I, I think I was going to say another word. This is what happens to me often. If I pronounce something I like it, yeah. weird, it just kind of just let it out. You know what, too? If I say Miami, right, yeah. then you say Straussburg. As opposed to Strasbourg. Oh, yeah, I say Strasbourg. You say Strasbourg. Yeah, I do. Strasbourg is your Miami. Yeah, this is true. Yeah, okay. Strauss. What do you want? Straw. Strasbourg. Strasbourg. Yeah, a little more English touch on it. Strasbourg. Strasbourg. The last person I want to talk about of that tier that hasn't really moved that I was pretty impressed with a couple days ago was Charlie Morton, who's at 25. The velocity's there. He's averaging 94, at least he did in his last start, and that curveball looked magnifique. Uh, He had back-to-back curveballs from JT Realmuto in the zone that were very nice. I want to see him closer to 95 if possible, but yeah, 94 will do. It was 92 or so at the beginning of 2020, and that's what made us scared. He got to 94 or so, made us okay with it. But also Morton, we don't know how long he's going to last through the year. That's still a question, right? He is one of those guys that we don't expect for 180 to 200 just because he's had a ton of injury history and he's a year older now. So this is a little pedantic then, but like, you know, back-to-back guys, Strasburg and Morton, is it a little more depth with Strasburg that gives him that 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 ranking a little bit higher? Is it What, what is it that I think it could be splitting hairs or is long, it something yeah, where it doesn't a, matter? It's a longer track record of being successful. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I don't, nece- I don't necessarily disagree with it. I just think it would be beneficial for people to hear it. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move on to some of the biggest risers. Uh, and there are more. There are more than there were last week, which is exciting, right? We've got a good amount of risers. We've got a much larger amount of fallers than we had last week. And then we've got some new boys as well. But we're going to go ahead and start with uh, one of the biggest risers, I think, overall. Uh, I think he was the second highest riser overall, and that's Trevor Rogers, who mm. goes from 64 to 47. He's rising 17. He's in the top 50. He had the higher CSW than Jacob. DeGrom I know. in he, that start. He won the King Cole. That's unreal. Well, uh, And break down what the King Cole is King for people. King Cole is the highest CSW rate uh, across all starters on a given night with a minimum of five innings. I didn't want openers to win the King Cole. Or Got whatever. you. Okay. But yeah, Trevor Rogers, super, super exciting. I, I watched this game because, of course, it's amazing. It's, it's Jacob DeGrom. And then, hey, there's Trevor Rogers. Hopefully, yeah. he can build a little bit from that first start. Amazing command on that fastball. Yeah, we like to talk about that's like 96 miles per hour, which is amazing for the left side. But his command was so good. He was in the edges really, really well. Changeups were down getting with sliders are getting strikes. Like this is this is what a breakout looks like. Now mm. I will say I felt really hesitant to put him at 47. Because that number, whoa, top 50, oh, man, this guy's only really had two major starts in yeah. it. You know, he wasn't very good last year. Okay, he's first of all, he's very different from last year already. Over two ticks, more velocity. Mm-hmm. But Trevor Rogers to me, isn't, I feel like it's such a jump to 47. You see that number and you think, oh, that's the, <laughs> if <laughs> sorry, if you know Pomona and, and like the number 47, you'll understand that joke. But it's, it's more of a relative thing of like the crowd, and I don't really think that all of a sudden Trevor Rogers is like a top 45 top 50 guy mm. but I'm I felt like I had to push him there because honestly I mean you look at like the 50s or so and past that I had to blow everything up with the list this week because we're, we are really getting into the territory of shaky starters and upside chasing early yeah. uh, it's like once Montes Tyone Kluber and then Paddock or Keedy Marcus Stroman you're already feeling you know the distance from your stability as you you fall back from your dream, like no, I don't want to leave. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. That that's how it is because you have like Gaussman and Means and Anderson at 38, 39, 40. There's a big separation, but then Trevor Rogers like welcomes in like okay, yeah. I'm the upside guy, or as you like to say, boy with an OI. Mm-hmm. So you've been saying this entire podcast. I could hear it. Yeah, there's good. No, I want you to. I want there's you to no why. No, no, yeah. You know, it boy. misses you. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. I haven't. I don't think I put a Y at the end of that word in years. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Um, there, you bring up an interesting point, too, that I wanted to talk about, and I I, I hope I don't come off as, like, a, a high-horse person here because maybe I've done it myself, too, but I, this is something that I've noticed mm. uh, in, in, I don't know if I want to say over on the community, I'll just say on Twitter, where I don't know if we've readapted to what is a very 
long season. I feel like I've already seen more, not victory laps, but like I was right on that guy or I was right on that guy after a second start or after a week. And I don't want to say it's, you know, people can get excited and that's great. But I've seen a few times where it's like important to remember, like this is a second start. Like people have made two starts. We have, it's April. I think we're all really, really excited that baseball is back. It's April. Like there's a lot of baseball to be played here. Cause I don't know. I even felt it myself where I was looking at the waiver wire and I was like, are all the good players already gone? Like I'm yeah. looking at the, so the that, offensive waiver wire and I'm like, who is there? Yeah. This is what happens. So generally, so you got to like jump on a couple and like Carlos Rodon is a good example. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, who might not be actually starting tonight. I heard he might be sick on the, it was a weird like rumor oh, stuff on Twitter. Interesting. Nothing confirmed. I mean, as of right now we're recording, you know, close to like six fifteen or whatever. Yeah. And uh, on, on Monday night. So we haven't seen anything yet, but like Carlos Rodon, he's high on this and that's someone I wanted right after the first start, go and get him. Trevor Rogers was a very popular last round pick or so. I, it's, it's harder to find like the value guys now because there's so much information going around. Yeah, and but I, I'm thinking about even your presentation, like yeah. about all like those guys. A lot of those guys that were successful streamers didn't make themselves known until June. Okay, May. that that's a really good point. Right. Uh, some like for example, Lucas Giolito had some struggles early on, got injured, and then went on his streak. It's Lance Lynn happened in, in May. In May, mm-hmm. yes. So we're, we're still kind of waiting for those things to happen, and that's a really good point about like don't take victory laps. I mean, I'm, you know how I feel about them and. Overall, anyway, yeah, I'm oh, taking victory laps and not taking victory laps. And maybe, maybe to put a more, <laughs> yes, exactly. Maybe to put a more positive spin on this too. And once again, I hope I don't come off as as preachy here because I'm really not intending to be. But maybe the positive way to put it too is, um, all of the good players are not gone. Yeah, like, over, we just still, don't know yeah. who they are yet. So like, exactly. So a fun one to me that you'll see on the list uh, later on is Jose de Leon, who's not really having the numbers yet of success, and it. Could easily just fizzle out. Maybe he also just gets demoted because he has an option left. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we don't really see him. Or it could be something where he continues his opportunities, keeps getting whiffs on sinkers, and actually has a solid slider and changeup that works too. Right? We don't really know who are the guys that are going to blossom quite yet. That's why this list is going to be blowing up. like In the next couple of weeks. Oh, man. The next month or so, it's going to yeah. be a lot of instability because we're just trying to shift and figure out who are those guys right now? Yeah, I, I was doing a, a smaller, deeper dive into Jose Barrios today because I was mm-hmm. thinking about writing something on him, and he actually moved back to where he was on the mount. Uh, on the, he, you know, why he did that, right? Just to mess with me? No, no. Well, just, well yes, but <laughs> but also so that he can move back to third base later on, and oh, then he okay, can get great. excited, and then I can get excited. <laughs> I was, a, I looked a little bit deeper today, and I was a little worried that maybe these first two starts are smoke, smoke and mirrors. Interesting. Like, yeah, I was a little bit worried well, that like his fastball is getting hit really hard. He's mm-hmm. not commanding it quite as well. He's throwing it more. Um, so, yeah, all the things that I was excited about with that change, it looks like aren't there quite yet. So we'll, we'll see what happens with there. But that, that was a long way to dig- – oh, the last thing I want to say about Trevor Rogers too. Yes. I This speaks to his good command. In that first start against the Cardinals, he was elevating a little bit more, and I don't know if it was because he was seeing more lefties in, in the Mets or whatever, but he was working more east-west a little bit. He was kind of working those corners a little bit more, and it was really fun to see him execute different game plans sure. there. Uh, and that that was really cool to see. The next person you already hinted at is Carlos Rodon. He rises 19, going from 71 to 52. You already said, theoretically, there could be an inkling that he might not pitch tonight because of something. If he does, is this someone that you are starting? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, uh, Carlos Rodon has a lot of things going for him right now. Higher velocity. I mean, we're talking the highest velocity of his career. He normally averages around 93 to 94, and it was over 95 in that first start. He's getting swings on his slider. I will always say this about Rodon. If he's getting swings on a slider, not necessarily strikes, just swings, Rodon will be successful. Like that that's just like I think the biggest indicator of success for Carlos Rodon. Is he down in the 30s or is he near 50? If he's near 50, which he was in the first start, that's success for Carlos Rodon. 50 what? 30 percent uh swings. Ah, uh, okay. It's ew, if he gets guys just chasing that thing and swinging at it, even when it's in the zone, oh mm. Well, you already hit that. the nail on the head. Nine whiffs in the fastball, eight on the slider. He had a 33% CSW on the fastball, thanks to 10 called strikes. So you're right. I mean, like, that's that's, that's it yeah. right there. Now, he also has the White Sox. And be, pitching for the White Sox is a very good thing. Mm. You have Grandal catching for you often, which is excellent. You also have a solid defense behind you just in general. And you have a really good offense helping you get wins. And you get to get face Cleveland, and you get to face Detroit, and you get to face Kansas City, who's a boom and bust. But still on the lower side, I would say, of offenses to face. Anderson being out does hurt a little bit. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. But that's pedantic also. Overall. Yeah. Uh, yes, you also got to get the Twins, though, but whatever. That's fine. You'll get through that. 
Yeah, and you know what? To be honest, like the Twins right now are Byron Buxton and Nelson Cruz. You know what I mean? Mm. I I don't think like I don't want to say that the Twins are not a good offense because I think that they are. But you know, right now the other their other best performers are Jake Cave, Kyle Garlick. Uh, you know what I mean? Like not like the not names that are gonna strike fear into your heart. Unless sure. Nelson Cruz and Byron Buxton are yep. insane. And Kepler can run into one easily. Yeah, Garver Kepler, can too. Yeah, but Garver's looked pretty poor at the beginning of the year. Um, all right, Andrew Heaney rises twelve from seventy six to sixty four. It's kind of funny because I, I I broke him down this past week uh, on the first pitch podcast. If you look at the the strike zone plot from his first start and the second start, and they were a tale of two starts, really not that much different. Yep. Like it's it's fastball kind of over the heart of the plate, change up out of the zone. He just had a lot more success doing it this past start than he did the start before. Yeah, he made a few more mistakes in that first start. And he had a bad inning against the Chicago White Sox that they capitalized on. Sure. Uh, and I think Heaney did get a little bit higher up on his heater this time around, but we're still seeing the increased velocity. That's the main thing. He also has two of the bad starts behind him now. Well, this, uh, what do you mean? The second one was a pretty good start, wasn't no, it? No, no, no. As in, like, matchup-wise. I'm oh, sorry. oh, okay. I apologize. Okay. Yeah, yeah. As far as, I, I just think of, like, okay, Heaney, I think, had, like, four bad ones to start the year. He's already two behind, and I like the increased velocity. He's going to be a strikeout and whip guy. I mean, for the most part, if you think about Andrew Heaney, you think, oh, like a 4-3 ERA, which is bad. Mm. But a whip that's better than 1.3 and a 25% strikeout rate. Yeah. Those two things still matter. So, all right, now with the, the worst ERA probably behind him, okay, I'll, I'll push up Heaney. And keep in mind, I'm not thrilled about this. This is a tier of, like, I don't really love you, but there's not, like, other things I can actually depend on after at this moment. Sure. So, fine, Andrew Heaney, you show up at 64. Okay, now I I, th- I was really curious about and 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 shocked at this one. Tywin Walker rises ten yeah. less than three weeks ago. We weren't talking about Ty. He wasn't getting drafted. He was a four ERA guy. I don't want him on my team. Sure. So what happened? Uh, he started throwing way harder than he did last year. Yeah, in the one Tywin, start. Yeah, Tywin Walker. I called it fast Walker. <laughs> Is that what he said in the breakdown? And, 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 and Justin Paradis made a speed. Uh, uh, SP Roundup image. He's been killing those. Oh my SP god! I got to I got to really give a massive shout out to the entire graphics team for Unreal. this. Uh, Quincy Dong also and Aaron Polcare have joined. I uh, Justin who has been making these SP Roundup images. This is my dream come true. Mm-hmm. Instead of just the generic, you know, sports photo, every single SP Roundup has its own featured image. That's just gorgeous. They're gorgeous. They like literally stop me. In oh my, my god! The John Means one. Oh, yeah. I remember what was oh. the what was there was the one on like two days after opening day or something. Yeah, were... a, a mean stare. <laughs> That's what it was. It means tear, but it's it's fine. I wish I had a better pun for that one because it was such a good graphic. But but yeah, I mean they're they're doing such a good job with that. And uh, the Taiwan Walker one was really fun. He's throwing harder now, and that's a very good thing. Uh, Taiwan Walker pitching for the Mets. Yes, Mets, lol, whatever. Actually, I said if we get 500 subs on the Twitch chat, I'll add a label for all the Mets starter that's just lol Mets. <laughs> <laughs> but I, uh, but for Taiwan Walker, I, I think he's in a good place. It's a better place than he was before. And keep in mind, he had a 270 array last year with a you worse velocity. You don't got to tell me that. I was the one who had him in the I top know. 100. You said I don't want anything to do with I him. I didn't. But now, like, okay, you're throwing harder. Then, like, all right, there's some more stability to you. He flashed some nice upside last year. He really did. Well, now it's flashing more. All right. I'm, I, I'm happy he's there. It's like, I'm you happy know, he's there. I'm seeing the lights. Because I listened to the, I was like, it didn't, Nick, I listened to the thing on March 26th, and it was like, you idiot. No. <laughs> Taiwan Walker. No. Um, all right. Shamanaya, it was not like that. Shamanaya rises 11 from 79 to 68. After that first blow up against the Astros, he bounced back. Six innings pitched, one and run, one walk, four Ks against that same team. Talk about increased velo across all pitch types. Yeah, I want to, I really do want to emphasize this is tier 10. And I've already said like tier 9 was already shaky as mm. it was. Uh, and then tier 10, okay, you have Taiwan Walker leading. And then you have <laughs> Sean Manaya. And this is really a, a crew of like, uh, all right, yeah, I guess maybe some stuff. I mean, you have like Zach Davies, who fell, we'll talk about later, <sighs> who couldn't execute against the Pirates. But maybe that changeup does come back, you know? How maddening was that? I know. I kept preaching Zach Davies for the last, like, six months. <laughs> and all of a sudden, just for those two starts. Just for those two starts. And, of course, all right. You know, but you have, like, Nathan Nivaldi, who I don't really like. I wouldn't really start him against the Twins right now, but maybe it works. Like, that's kind of where we're at in the in the 70s. So this isn't really, like, a major endorsement for these guys. But I can recognize that Manaya could help. And, okay. Fine, 68, here you go. It harkens back to the conversation that we had last week about those offenses. I'm telling you, we thought Davies was going to be great, so he was going to get the Pirates, and then he got blown up for seven earned runs. Last week, you didn't want Yusei Kikuchi against the Twins, and he had a really good start. He gave yeah, up no, two no, no, runs. Hold on, hold on, yeah, yeah, But I, I'm not changing my approach about 
opponents, this is always the situation. It's never like a death sentence or a you know moment of bliss and rainbows. It's it's just about probabilities, mm-hmm. and those are ex- examples of exceptions of the probabilities. Like it's never a hundred percent and zero percent. It's it's somewhere like sixty five and thirty five. Yeah, yeah, okay. I think right? but comes, I'll still lean that way. Yeah, I think where I think where it comes down to then is my uh, percentage is different with what I'm weighting. Okay. Yeah. Sure. That's where it comes. That's down to. oh, welcome to fantasy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, everywhere. Yeah, you know? yeah exactly. This is, this is well, no, good. I, I yeah. feel like we should get a nice board of like, this is how people approach. No, and that's the last yeah, thing oh we my need. God. Um, that, all right, that would be the most confusing thing in the world. Like trying to actually tell me, okay, use one percent about <laughs> no, their pitch grips. No, but I mean then, like a, a baseball card of like Nick values this upside yeah, or right. Alex values this or whatever. Um, okay, all right, fair enough. Let's like move to some of the you're choosing your class. Yes, yeah, like an RPG. <laughs> yes, I do. I do think you know, just envisioning us kind of like slowly, you know, that like meme of people walking back and forth. I'm thinking of your. D&D character. Well, uh, what would my D&D character yeah. be? I don't I don't even know. I've never I've never Do you know D&D. the rules of it? Do you just make fun of me for playing it? Is this what happens? I, I understand the rules. You know, you'll okay. sit around, you make stuff up and then someone comes up with a story and you do the story, you roll stuff. Sure, know. let's Yeah, there it is, guys, D&D. D&D. <laughs> <laughs> just there it is. <laughs> Described it for you. Um, all right, let's move on to some of the. Uh, that was quick, right? Not, not a lot of uh, biggest risers. There will be more as the season progresses. All right, so we're actually going to go ahead. And, uh, there weren't a lot of biggest risers, but there were a good amount. But now we're actually going to move on to biggest fallers after a very quick word from our sponsor. Hey, Alex Fast here, and thanks for listening to this podcast on the Pitcher List Podcast Network. If you're a fan, consider supporting all of us by getting a PL Plus subscription, where you're going to get an ad-free website and get access to our Discord, where you can talk to all of our podcast hosts and staff. Plus, you can hang out with our incredible Pitcher List community. It's basically a baseball sanctuary year-round for as low as $8 a month. You can sign up at pitcherlist.com backslash plus, and you're going to get your first month free with promo code podcast. Also, don't forget to check out everything else we do as well from YouTube videos, live streams, newsletters, off-season articles, TikToks, breakdowns, over 15 baseball podcasts on our network. We can't stop talking about baseball even during the off-season. So sign up for PL Plus today at pitcherlist.com backslash plus and use promo code podcast to get your first month free. All right. Thanks for listening. Let's get back to the show. Can't believe we get to say that now. Word from our sponsor. It's very nice. Welcome back. Hey, uh, we're going to talk about the biggest faller. Shohei Otani falls 13 out of the top 50 from 47 to 60. Is it the injury concern? Is it, you know, you scratch with the blister? He's still going to make a start this week. You know, I just want to say uh, for all the things that Fast has gone through this week by losing to me, I want to give him something positive. Oh, you want to give me a bone here? Yeah, I wanted to give you something. I got it with Tywin Walker. I was happy to get there you that. Go. No, but yeah. with uh, with Otani, uh, it, it's more of a question of like how often is he pitching? Is the headache involved? Um, He's, is he the king of the hipsters? Ooh, yeah, he's a, he's a hipster. He's a bit of a hipster. He's gotta be. Yeah, but I mean, he's gonna start this weekend, is what the assumption is on Saturday. Oh, is it okay? Yeah, and it's like if you're gonna go after a hipster, this is like the hipster. He's the king of the hipsters. Yeah, yeah, who's, you're right. This the, is good. This he, is good. I like this. He's Williamsburg himself. <laughs> He's Williamsburg. I don't know. Like I'm trying. Yeah, he is Williamsburg. That's amazing. <laughs> oh my God, Mister Mister Williamsburg. Okay, yeah. We I don't know who that. else the king of the hipsters know, would be. Right? You know what I mean, I can't think of like you know. Yeah, because okay. they're all like, oh, I knew him before he was famous, so we don't really know who he is. I don't know why Pete Wentz came into my mind. I was like, I'm not calling who, Shohei Otani Pete is Wentz. That? Isn't Pete Wentz the bassist from Fallout Boy? Yeah, sure. Yeah, it was such a little dingus. Yeah, uh, yeah, all right, let's not call this this base is a little dingus. <laughs> Pete Wentz is a dingus. Everyone knows Pete Wentz is a dingus. That's, no, that's I'm not. A, a, look, I don't know dink. you, Pete, but I'm going to no. defend you. He's, everyone knows that man's a dingus. Uh, so don't don't you dare come at me. Oh, great. Now we're going to get a bad review about how we're having fun. Um, oh, all right, so let's move on to uh, Tristan McKenzie. He falls 11 from 51 to 62. He. Uh, oh, actually, no. It, Yes, it was him going against the White Sox tonight. Right. Would you start him tonight? No. So this is the problem with McKenzie is it's three bad starts in a row that he gets. Mm. And it's really frustrating because I do believe that Tristan McKenzie for the long haul will help your teams and 12-teamers. It's just you don't want to start him for like three starts. I think the third one is the Yankees. Uh, he's got this one against the White Sox, and I think it's the Reds in between. And that's all just I don't want to do that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think the the thing at least that I've been harping on about him is my, my fear of him against lefties. And, like, 
Adam Eaton doesn't strike a lot of fear into my heart, but if Moncada and Grandal are batting from that side, then that mm. scares me a sure. little bit. And uh, nothing that I saw in spring training encouraged me that, like, okay, he's going to start mixing things up. I think it was like he never threw his slider until the very end to lefties. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, he was only going changeup or something to them, and yeah, it was, like, getting hit pretty hard. Um, mm. So that's where I'm a little bit scared, uh, yeah. in particular, about Tristan McKenzie. But I'm happy to see the opportunity, right? I'm, gl- I'm glad that that, you know, rotations are coming in a little bit more. We're going to see Logan Allen, then Tristan McKenzie, and then back to Bieber, please, Zach and Savali. Yeah, it's kind of like we haven't really gotten the, that rhythm still since 2019 because we saw like you know in 2020 people were you know under uh, under throwing essentially only four innings here and there and maybe we got a hint of it in September but then it was already so close to the playoffs that things already changed so quickly. I can't wait for like June baseball. Oh yeah, where we got like a good four months left and everything is kind of settled and we understand things better. I just can't wait until my brain is right. Like I, I'm just it's very exhausting to be like. There are no benchmarks. There's no fence posts. There's yeah, not right. like, oh, he threw his slider more. Or he could have thrown a slider more because it's his second start and who and he April, didn't want to throw his slider. April is chaos. It is. And it's wonderful. Oh, it's I've exhausting. It so much. It's exhausting. It's such fun chaos of just trying to figure it. Remember Brandon Finnegan? Oh, my God, yeah. Do you remember that? That yeah. first start, he had like eight innings of 13 Ks or something like that. And we're like, oh, my Lord, Brandon Finnegan, <laughs> the greatest thing ever. And then he had like one more start and that was it. That's a and that's a there it is like that's the the entire thing that I'm trying to get at yeah. right like Brandon Finnegan that's who we're talking about you know what I mean yeah exactly so like yes some of these hitters and some of these pitchers could still have great seasons but do not forget Brandon Finnegan never um, Zach Davies falls 17 from 55 to 72 we already kind of talked about him a little bit um, I don't know I don't know who his who his next start is but either way n- pretty scary stuff also scary stuff from Carlos Martinez falls 17 from 61 to 78 four earned runs in the 21 opener three earned runs follow that up. Just with one strikeout velocity down across the board, is he is he just kind of droppable at the moment? I mean, how am I supposed to feed my family with this fast? Yes, very one good. One strikeout, uh, four and runs, and then three. Well, so Carlos Martinez was actually at 94 in that first one, okay, but then dropped about 92 and change. And he only had a handful of whiffs. Actually, I think it was one out of 26 on his changeup plus slider in the last one. And by the way, Carlos Martinez, the reason we like him is because of that changeup and slider. Those are two big whiff pitches. He's not getting them right now. That doesn't mean he won't get them the next time. This is something I think we talked about last time where this idea that uh, the hard part of what we're doing is this guy did this thing now. But that doesn't mean that he's going to do that thing again or next time. Right. And that's a really, really hard thing to come to terms with. And why maybe I'm wrong by putting Trevor Rogers at 47 right now. Right. So Carlos Martinez, sure, struggling right now. Maybe he can get back that velocity to 94. Maybe he can figure out his slider and change up and get that going again. So I'm not completely like throwing him out of the window and be like, you're done. Remember that word fast? What is that word? Uh, throwing him out. Oh, 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 oh. Um, dis, uh, uh, dis, oh, uh, keep going. It's going to come. It's going to come. Okay, you got this. Uh, but right. Defenestrate. Yes. Mm. So proud of you. Thank you. So proud. Uh, <laughs> so Carlos Martinez, I hope it does come back around, but right now it's not looking great. Um, I will say this, too. Um, you talked about average dip in velocity, right? Uh, uh, right? Average vo- his, his velocity well, dip his, a little bit. Yes, it went from like 94 to 92 and change. So here, and this is such an important caveat. I remember I, I, I went on a small rant about this uh, last week in Blake Snell's second start where Darren Ruff hit a long fly ball to left field and a, oh, yeah. uh, Jorge hit the Mateo hit the glove and it goes out. Even StatCast counts that as uh, a home, a home run. run. Um, and I, I'm thinking about expected home runs, right, which is like, oh, wow, well, what would it have gone out in this ballpark? It would not have gone out in San Diego. It did go out in San Diego, and therefore it is considered a home run. The reason I bring that up is there is nuance that we cannot see unless we watch literally every pitch and literally every start of every game. And I bring that up for Carlos Martinez because he faced, I think, a lot of hitters in that first inning, mm-hmm. which means that theoretically, his velocity could have dipped because his stamina could have gone down because sure. he saw, I think, seven or eight batters in that first inning. I think it was bases loaded, and he finally got Jace Peterson to ground out to first. So theoretically, that one game could bring down his entire average velocity. Yeah. And that's why we shouldn't be talking too much about any of this. So that's the end of this <laughs> podcast. We'll see you guys next week. Um, um, we'll see the same thing, though, from Mike Miner. Mike Miner, mm-hmm. um, and, and keep in mind, it's not just the velocity drop uh, with the Carmart. It is the one out of 26 on the slider for changeup, too. Mm-hmm. If, I, if I saw the secondary stuff still working. But that could, once again, be stamina, right? Yeah. Uh, you want a guy that can get through that stuff, though. Of course, but in the first start, I'm just saying that if I'm playing devil's advocate, second start, excuse me. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I hope you're right. I mean, that's why he's still on the list. There is a chance that this is, that's what he did then, maybe not next time. But with Mike Miner, I mean, it's the same kind of deal where he lost his changeup. 
which is the the major thing for minor. I did not mean that, but that's just how it came out, okay? <laughs> uh, and velocity was down too with minor. And does not help that the Royals have a tough schedule early on. So mm-hmm. I just all that combined, I was like, yeah, you just take other chances right now with minor. We could return to it. And likely in your league, you can probably pick up minor in like a week or two yeah. if you wanted to. So I'm okay moving on from minor right now. That's why he dropped 26 spots yeah. from 57 to 83. Another guy who dropped is Tariq Skubal. He fell 10 from 70 to 80. Really just doesn't look like he's quite there yeah. yet. And the thing that concerns me too, like I'm not really worried in dynasty formats. I feel like the Tigers are going to do the same thing they did last year, which is like, listen, man, we're playing for the first pick uh, for next year's draft, and uh, you, why don't you just figure it out while you're out there? Dude? Hey, your Orioles are going to you know, fight with you. And uh, some pirates, yes. you know. I I actually think I wonder if the Rangers might be the worst team at the end of the year. I, I'm no, I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah, I'm, it's not a good offense, not a good rotation. Yeah, exactly. I'm not. I, I feel like they're not getting enough hate. <laughs> Can we like take those teams and just put them in like their own little division? That'd be fine with me, right? I I I, I someone came up with a really good reason why, but I, I still would love a relegation system in baseball. Oh my god, yes. I just think it would be the best thing ever to have two yeah. leagues like that. Have like you know twenty eight teams, ten teams in the and other. You, and you say this now, but you're zero and one in our relegation league. Yeah, I am. I am 0-1 in the relegation, and I should have been relegated a little while ago. I'm still oh God, brutal. I deserve it. I deserve all of it. I got nothing to do but just take it. Um, so is there anything you wanted to mention about Scooble? I mean, yeah. So essentially, once Scooble is becoming like a 50% fastball guy instead of like a 60-plus, mm-hmm. um, that would also mean that his secondary stuff, slider, curveball, uh, or changeup are really working. They're not there yet. And I'm with you that like Scooble long-term should be good. Yeah. But it's not really someone you do want to go for right now. I, I can see some good starts, though, and that's why he's at 80. Like, there is still some upside here. It's just, yeah, it's it's not great. Now, uh, Adbert Alzale has only made one start, but he fell 12 from 74 to 86. Just the command wasn't what you wanted it to well, be? Right. I wanted to see more than four walks, essentially, mm-hmm. and still Fewer inefficient. Than- you want to see fewer uh, than sorry, four walks. Yeah, yeah, more more effort from him than getting four walks. Okay. Right? Yeah, more yeah. ability. Uh, but, right, I want fewer than four uh, from Alzale. And, yes, I was excited about him before because I think he is actually at a better place than I assumed he would be. Mm. There may be just a little tweak to be made about the end of his mechanics and keeping his shoulder in and then not flying out as much and having more consistency there. But it might be a thing that's over time. And I'm not buying that, like, he's just all of a sudden going to show up tomorrow and be – or actually tonight against Freddy Peralta – and mm. do super well, and that's a possibility, but I'm not going to, you know, run with it right now. Freddie Peralta, too, 63. Man, command still might be a problem. I remember, I think I texted you when he had four walks and four strikeouts at one point in the game, and I was like, oh, that's them, and no earned runs. Yeah, I was right. like, it's the most Freddie Peralta yep. stat line ever. I mean, it's general disarray, right? He's mm. mini uh, Professor Chaos. He is uh, indeed. And I hope that, I just hope that that secondary pitch, I mean, they're calling it a curveball with Savant. I, I believe we think it's a slider uh, with Peralta. But uh, <laughs> it's a breaking ball is what I'm going to say. And he's getting more strikes with it now than he did last year, Freddie Peralta. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, I'm, I'm excited. You gave me a look there. Well, uh, that's problematic if that's the case. Um, but for, for different reasons. Um, okay. Uh, the next person that I want to talk about, and the, uh, the biggest followers, a guy that I, I, I just am a little bit scared out as well because I'm just worried about what that third pitch is going to be for him, suffering from, I don't know, whatever we're calling it, Royals-itis or whatever, when you just have two pitches and nothing else. Um, we've talked about the, this last yeah, week. Yeah, the... Um, uh, the blindness of royalty. I mean, I feel like there's something about that. I was going to say the the, the the royale without cheese or something like that. Cause <laughs> it's just missing one. <laughs> well, if they didn't throw hard, and I guess they don't. <laughs> yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. Um, I although that. I will, I, I will say too, like uh, well, Brady Singer, he dropped. Yes. He had a really poor first start. Right. Would like to see a little bit more from him. Is there any? Is there any soft spot in that cold, dead heart of yours for uh, for Jacob? Wow! <laughs> Just maybe wow! Laugh. For Jacob Junis, I mean, ah. the new cutter is is interesting. Uh, I thought about it, but I was like, yeah, no, no. I mean, the new cutter is okay. The new cutter is really kind of just the fastball. Well, no, well, okay. So, what has changed from the old Jacob Junis? He changed the shape of his four seamer into a cutter, which he started throwing more. He got rid of the four seam fastball. He's now relying on the cutter and the slider. A okay. Bit more. So the blueprint before of Jacob Junis mm-hmm. was he had a fastball at 91. Yeah. A secondary pitch that was really good. Mm-hmm. And then nothing else. Mm-hmm. That's exactly the same blueprint that we have now. Interesting. So you just take out the four seamer, put the cutter. And it's the slider before, and it's the cutter. The slider was like the amazing pitch that Junis had, and he yeah. didn't really throw it in this past one. Instead, he has this cutter, which I'm kind of treating like this slider because it's having like good results, and then there's nothing else in the secondary stuff. And then he has a fastball 91, which is exactly what it was before. So I see, don't I don't see anything different. Yeah, with Jacob Junis right now. Okay, that's fair enough. Um, Bruce Zimmerman, he, he had a 
pretty good start. He had a higher CSW in his second start against the Red Sox than he did in his first start, but yeah. he fell 10. Is it just because there's not a lot of K upside there? Yeah, I mean, he's just, I don't, I don't, are you going to start him uh, later this week? Maybe. I mean, I think, I think he was worse uh, in the in the second start, by the way, Bruce Zimmerman. He was. He was. The CSW yeah. was higher, but I do think he was a little bit worse. No, he no. gave up a bomb to Rafael Yeah, the command was, like, the first start really shocked us. I mm-hmm. remember you, like, sending this to me, and, like, mm-hmm. the blueprint was absolutely, oh, sorry, the strikes and plot was the blueprint. The yeah. The not blueprint, right? Like, four seamers up, secondary stuff down. It was beautiful. The second start, it's kind of melded together a bit more. wasn't really what you want. Uh, close to it. had hints of it, but wasn't as dominant as that first one. Yeah. Uh, I think he's going to get either Seattle or Texas, if I remember. Maybe Miami, oh, actually. No, no, you're right. It is one of those. Yeah. Well, it's like Seattle. I know Kramer is getting Seattle and then Texas, but I think Miami's in between. I think that's what Brazilman's getting. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure. I think wrong. I wrote about him in the first pitch that it is one of those two teams. Because okay. I was like, that's a sneaky good stream. And I do actually think it is a sneaky good stream. But you're right. Like, there is some volatility there. It depends on what you need. I think he's more of a ratio chase than he is a strikeout chase. Right. Like, you're not going to get more than five or six, in my opinion. I, I The biggest problem for me, sorry, the last thing I'll yeah, say about ahead, him. The pitch that really blew me away from him was the slider, and the mm. curveball was actually always more of a show-me breaking ball for him. He's really up to the curveball usage. The slider isn't there quite yet. If he was fastball change-up slider, he ups up the slider usage like 20%, then I'm even more in. But yeah, I'd like to see that change. Yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. I, I feel like it's just another rare streamer, and mm. there isn't, I like the, I'm not going to hold on to him in 12-teamers. Yeah, yeah, he's a nice, I got him in, uh, in a few 15-teamers, and I'm happy with that because it, Oh, it yeah, 15-team, I can understand it. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, I think pretty underrated. Uh, yeah. You know, he unfortunately, like, he doesn't cover all the bases. It's just B to Z instead of A to Z. Oh, very nice. So, yeah. That's really nice. Yeah, Thanks, I, I can get behind that one for sure. Um, Matt Shoemaker, he falls 15 from 85 to now the coveted top, you know, in the 100 spot. Well, if you watch the stream, I had, like, three other guys underneath Shoemaker. Yeah, Widener came in at 101, I Widener think. Widener came, well, no, it was more of that I hadn't added three other guys. Oh, okay. So then I was like, oh, well, just keep, you know, Chopping him off. Yeah. It was uh, Martin Perez was there. Get him out of here. Yeah. Um, Mike fulton was there. Nope. Yeah, bye. You're done. Jake Arias, KC, bye. So then left was, was Matt That was my impression of you, by the way. It was? That bye. There wasn't enough uh, anger in it. Really? <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll take that as a note moving forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. more anger, please. Yeah, exactly. Okay. That's usually if you're going to impersonate me, you need more and more fiery, burning anger inside wow. of you. <laughs> wow. Okay, I can't wait for this uh, biography. Oh. Fiery, burning anger. Have I? Got Alex, a, fast. I just got something in the mail a couple days ago. It completely shocked what? me. It was from my grandmother. I opened it up. It's her autobiography. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, I had no idea. Have like, you right. started it? Uh, I haven't yet. Um, Can you send me a copy? I, I it has an Isbin number and it has an Isbin number and everything. I told her I was gonna bring it to a bunch of bookstores around the oh city and just leave it there. Um and I think she got a kick. What's out it of called? That. Um My Life I forgot is my life something. I only got it yesterday. I forgot what it's called. My life Wow, my, really my left a mark on you. <laughs> no, it did, really did. <laughs> I was too busy looking at the pictures. It's just so what? Many, there are pictures in there that are like crazy. Um yeah. What? I know, it blew my mind. It, it really blew my mind. Um, of, yeah. yeah, is that actually you know my my grandmother has a biography. She does. Yeah, yeah. What escape is artist. What do you? Is this true? Yeah, um, I don't know if you, I mean I haven't talked I about this say, before. What's it about? My grandmother it was kind of a remarkable person. Okay. She was. Um, she escaped on the Kinder transport from Austria. Wow. She uh, then came to America when she was around like seventeen. Didn't know if her parents were going to be on, on like off the boat. Essentially in America, she didn't know, and then became a female comic book uh, artist pioneer. Are you serious? Absolutely serious. Yeah, that's amazing. And then, then she, uh, then she changed her last name and like disappeared from the industry, and people were trying to find her and stuff. And yeah, it, it's it's wild. There's a book, Escape Artist. That's my grandmother. Okay, great. Well, you can find that one. I don't think you can find For the Life of Me, which is the name of my grandmother. For the Life of Me? Oh, yeah. my God. That's so good. For the Life of Me. <laughs> I don't think she's aware of that song. Wow, I didn't know Scott Stapp sung that. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Um, all right. Now let's move on to the uh, final section of this podcast, yes. which is called New Boys. No more grandmothers. Only new boys. Yeah. No, yeah. Get out of here, Grandma. <laughs> I'm talking to my friend about baseball. Um, Jake Odorizzi, he goes from unranked to 52. Probably because he's, he's appearing. He's on the taxi squad. You know, and he Here's the thing, too. People are wondering, hey, should I start him against the Tigers? Absolutely. Normally, when I have like a still ill situation, it's because I think they're going to be limited in some way and they might not have their stuff. Jake Odorizzi is, has just been ramping up. Uh, I think he can go actually even six innings uh, against the Tigers here. Five should be easy for him to do. Yeah. I would feel very confident with that. Sorry, that's why he's at 52. 
Now, I, I think from what I saw, I could be wrong. I believe Zach Gallon's supposed to return tomorrow. Oh, I would love that. I know. I, I didn't want to, I didn't see confirmation about it. Yeah. There's an says, open yeah. spot. Yes. And with Caleb Smith going to the bullpen. And oh, that would make me so happy fast. I got him in the 14th round of a league. Oh, that's wild. So, but where would he be on the list? So he would be inside the top 20. Okay. Um, probably so. around where he was before in the top 15. I, I will say this. When we saw the hairline fracture, there was a silver lining in that he's in the IL spot, and then we only expected him for about 150, 160 innings anyway. Yeah. So then when he did return, then great, you were able to take his non-pitching innings on the IL, which is wonderful, and then you get him straight through the rest of the season. If he comes back this soon, well, that would make for 180 or so, and you might see him you know, act a little bit like the hipster, right? Uh, headache-inducing starting pitchers that, stif- that stifled the entire roster, by the way. That's oh, yeah, why we didn't bring it up at the time. No, he didn't. That's why he's the king of the hipsters. But uh, with Gallon, there might be some times he has to get skipped now still. So it- it's kind of weird. I- in some ways, I want him to wait two weeks. Sure. But, I but I mean, I'll be so excited to watch Gallon. So uh, as a- if he was back today, is it Lynn or Gallon? Yeah, it's like right neck and neck. So, like, Snell, Lynn, Gallon, right now. Yeah, I mean, area. I, I got to say, like, with Burns throwing 162, I'm not not 162 also. Yeah, 160 also. <laughs> Tambien. <laughs> um, look at you. Mm. Uh, you're getting better. Day 138, baby. Wow. Gonna, you don't know how fast it's taken. Uh, do you, Duolingo Spanish. Yes, and then I'm, I, and Rosetta Stone. I'm asking my wife for, for one-on-one lessons for my birthday. I'm trying to go all in. Look at you. Trying to go all in, from, baby. From your wife. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can't afford it. Um, I actually, you know, I actually know someone that might uh, be a perfect. Fit. Oh, really? Yeah, I do. Yeah. All right, that's good. To I'll, know. I'll, I'll get you guys talking. Anyway, uh, Gallon, yeah, right around Lynn or so. I mean, that's in in, in Glasnow. Like, I made that one large tier now. If you notice, it's like yeah. Maeda all the way down to Glasnow. I think actually Burns is in there mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. Strasburg uh, before Wheeler. Wheeler, yep. Um, that's where Gallon would be. It doesn't really matter where to me. Okay. Um, yeah, because I, I, yeah, okay. Uh, Eduardo Rodriguez is next. He goes from unranked to 55, so he makes his debut on the list with two pretty solid starts, I believe, both against the Orioles. Uh, he has, I don't actually know what his next start is. He had a good one when he came back. Changeup was there, and mm-hmm. that's, a, that's a huge thing for, for Eduardo Rodriguez. I do want to see that cutter slider be more effective, and I don't think we'll ever get it. But, yeah, yeah, he's in the 50s, and that's fine. That's fine. I don't really think that Eduardo Rodriguez is a top 40 guy. I remember in the past people being really encouraged by it. I've spent a lot of breath talking about Eduardo. I don't think I need to say much more, but yeah, you should be rostering Eduardo. Yeah, I agree with that. Anthony Discofani goes from unranked to 69. Tony Disco back-to-back starts with one run run or fewer. Command issues in the first game against the Padres, but he didn't really get burned by it. I'm you know I'm only saying these just to say that he had a first two good starts 0.82 ERA 2.06 FIP and those 11 innings pitched increase in curveball usage to 17 percent which would be the highest of his career drop in the slider fastball and sinker usage as well theoretically I think you'd want to see more sliders as that would be the, that's historically been the better pitch for him but what are you thinking about Tony Disco so Tony Disco got Rocky Road mm-hmm. um, you didn't see any Johnny Cueto today despite being one of the higher ads over the weekend after that Rocky Road start if you don't yeah. know Rocky Road the uh, the Cardinal sorry not the Cardinals the, <laughs> uh, the, <laughs> the Rockies on the road are super sweet to stream against so it's Rocky Road. Uh, Cueto got him in Oracle Park, a pitcher's park. I mean, it was the perfect setup, and that's why he went 8.2 innings in that game and dominated. Now I don't want Cueto after, but I do want Tony Disco against the Marlins twice. That's lovely. And he got the, yes, he got the Rockies and had eight strikeouts. You might have remembered fast. And, uh, <laughs> and did. I, 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 just, I can't help myself, guys. That's all fine. right. I just, I just can't. I can't wait for Fast to win in like when we face each other in two months. And I he's am... going to mention it multiple times. Oh, on my God. Podcast. I'll bury him. And that's what I want. Yeah. My that's why we I, do this. I have no problems. I'm taking it all <laughs> I'm, I'm just fine. Eduardo Rodriguez, by the way, is against Minnesota, I believe. Mm, I mean, I, I think I still. Do I'm it. still doing it. I know. I know. But uh, Nelson Cruz against the lefties. Oh, my God. Anyway. Anyway. I. Yeah. Tony Desco deserves a spot on the list right now just for those two starts. And after that, you know, move on. But that's at uh, right underneath 70. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I'm not too confident about any guys around there. Yeah, I agree. Speaking of, something's got to give with the next edition, Jose De Leon, mm-hmm. who goes from unranked to 70. Both times he has pitched, he has been the CSW leader and the strikeout leader. He has that's led awesome. the day in both of those categories, which is amazing. Nine Ks in both starts. He escaped Pittsburgh with just two earned runs, but then he got shellacked by the Diamondbacks. 
four home runs, two home runs in both starts yeah. for four total home runs, uh, you know, which it's not like we have to say, hey, look out. He just gave up six earned runs against the Diamondbacks. He's really interesting because he has that sinker, which he elevates. It's like one of the most spin-efficient sinkers in baseball. It is top four, which makes sense as to why he likes to elevate with that pitch. Some really interesting stuff with Jose De Leon. We also don't know when Sonny Gray and Michael Lorenzen come back. Who's going to be gone? Is it going to be Jeff Hoffman? Is it going to be Jose De Leon? He's historically been a guy who's been coming out of the the uh, bullpen for them in terms of long relief. A lot of question marks, so we put him at 70. Yeah, I, I, I get a bad feeling that it's not going to be Hoffman. It's going to be De Leon because mm. of the options. He has one option left as uh, opposed to Hoffman. I don't think has any. Uh, I could be wrong about that. I'll if check. you want to check that, yeah, I think that's what it is. But I really want it to be De Leon. I think like he's earned it. He's pitched well enough. Even though it is six earned runs, I hope they understand the underlying numbers and the CSW and everything like that. Uh, and he gets Cleveland next. He gets Cleveland next. I would love this star for De Leon. Really. Uh, and he would get Cardinals after that. Uh, I don't think he's going to. Yeah, it, it's the Cardinals after. I think I'd go with that too. And yes, it was six earned runs against the Diamondbacks. But right, as, you, as you said, the sinker's performing super well. Mm. And his changeup and slider actually were pretty good as well. I think he just got kind of unlucky with the long ball and that's it. You are correct. No options remaining for Hoffman. And it brings up a really interesting situation. This is Jose de Leon's final option. Uh, Sionel Perez is the one of two guys uh, with an option in the bullpen, which means theoretically they could demote Sionel Perez and then put Jose de Leon in the bullpen. TJ Antone also has three options. That would surprise me. They've been using him in long relief. He's been yeah. pretty effective. He's looked pretty good. Just get Hoffman out of there and put him in the pen. Oh, and interesting. Something like that. Just like. Yeah, I just, I demote Sionel Perez, put yeah. Hoffman inside of the pen. Yeah, it'll yeah. be interesting. I'll be curious to see what that organization does. It's a good problem to have. you got a lot of really good pitchers. You know, uh, and uh, Jeff Hoffman was true to his name. Hopefully he can be Treff Hahnman moving forward. And what does that mean? <laughs> off or on? Oh, it's, oh, oh. Yeah, okay, it, yeah, it works yeah. better in the roundup. Yeah, seeing you know? that would be a good one. <laughs> yeah, seeing that's going to work. But he wasn't good over yeah. the weekend. So, it might you know, you might think, oh, he just... You know, Dillian just pitched poorly, six earned runs. Like, mm. he's not going to be there. Like, well, Hoffman didn't pitch well either. So, yeah, there's an opportunity there. Something's got to give with DeLeon in either direction, and I'm curious to see what it is. Dean Kramer goes from unranked to 74. Was really, wasn't really great to see a guy who walked three batters every start last year, then walk four yeah. Yankees. Obviously, Yankees a tough task. I, I will say this, too. Like, the reason that I was out, particularly in Dean Kramer, at the beginning of the year was I just didn't know what that whiff pitch was going to be sure yeah right the cutter is a little bit revamped got five whiffs which is fine in that one start but two whiffs total between the fastball and the curveball yeah that's not great you want that to be you want it to be that curveball yeah uh, and i don't think it ever i don't think it's going yeah. to be it seems the thing like it's is, not though he gets the mariners and the rangers in a two-start week i'm gonna do this uh, i think his cutter is good enough he showed moments last year of like hey fastball good enough to do this and cutter can do things and maybe the curveball comes back i'm not ready to give up on two starts and that's a really nice matchup. It's like the discount two-star guy, so he's at 74. Yeah, I'm a, that's it. I'm a little worried. He could be gone next week. I understand this. I am worried, too. He's at 74. Look at Steven Matz and, and Robbie Ray and Luke Weaver and, and Wasker. You know, like, these are not strong, like secure guys. No, yeah, of course. But we can actually move on to some of them. Steven Matz, unranked to 75, 12 and a one-third uh, innings pitched of two-run run ball, so like kind of ride the wave, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I don't know if I really believe it for the long haul, but his changeup was better in the last one. Vargas? And, yeah, I guess kind of Vargas role, yeah. Yeah, which is pretty much ride the hot hand until it blows up in your face. Robbie Ray is going to make his debut. Yeah, we don't know. We so don't know. I'll take mystery box. I'll take mystery box of a guy who's throwing more strikes than ever in spring. Yeah, I mean, listen... I'm I'm more willing to take uh, risks at the beginning of the matchup because the way that you beat me in this past week is the perfect example. If you lose an ERA and WHIP, sell out for strikeouts, sell out for wins. You're still going to be able to get a majority of the categories. Yeah, it's kind of funny how there were a lot of different names to choose from this weekend that were like available starters. Yes, and you took them right. all. I didn't take them all. You took Logan Allen. Yeah. You took uh, you Moraine Home was one I was considering, and that was just terrible luck, and I feel terrible for him. Yeah, me too. You know? Yeah, I know. I know, buddy. We'll get through this. Luke Weaver goes from unranked to 81. I loved what you had to say in the roundup about him, which is, hey, awesome. Blake Snell blueprint. Fastball's up. Change-up's down. Where's that third pitch? It's not there. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, it's so frustrating mm -hmm. because, I mean, that's a really good thing, and all he needs 
Now it's just, please just throw that cutter in there and all of a sudden, oh, hey, here's a free strike. Here's a free strike. That's it. Yeah, what she's done. What she did. That was the reason why we got so excited about him two years ago. Exactly. And it wasn't there in 2020. So Luke Weaver, this is very good because he's really going into Blake Snell Blueprint. I mean, we're talking four seamers way up. Changeups are really well executed down and away from lefties. It's just, uh, it's harder. Like, he has to do exactly that. Yeah, and I, I will say this, too. Like, we're not saying Luke Weaver should have thrown more cutters in that start. Obviously, no. if he was dominating the way he was with four seamers up and change-ups down, just do that. And we're excited and encouraged by that, or I don't want to speak for you, I am. Oh, but still, like, or, uh, let's see what's next. Let's see what's next. Let's right. see if we get that third pitch. And the, the, the necessary element of that third pitch is when there's something not working, you have this as an option, as a mix-up, too. If they know that this is what the approach is, too, it might be a little bit harder to keep them honest. Yeah. Yeah, Oscar Inoa goes from unranked to 89. I mean, amazing start against the Nationals. Five innings pitch, no one runs, two hits, one walks, five Ks, and all of a sudden he's the fab darling. It was like wh- whoever one needed to pick up this past weekend. For those unfamiliar, slider, fastball, sinker, he had a changeup that hasn't been, he hasn't thrown it yet. He still could. He sits like 95, 96 with that four-seamer. He sits about 85 with the slider. So just an, a nice uh, um, risk to take here, a nice flyer. I mean, he gets Miami, and then he gets the Cubs. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a two-start week now. That's why everyone won him in weekly leagues. Really, yeah, that slider was filthy. And he also increases velocity, about two ticks. Yeah. And that, but that's it, though. It's a two-pitch thing, and I don't really expect a lot of six-inning starts from, from Wasker Enoa. But, yeah, I, I can understand people riding with him this week. Yeah. I mean, it's just a shame, too, because I think he's going to get more innings at the expense of Mike Soroka, who had a setback, and that's brutal. It's yeah. just brutal. You, f- you feel for that guy because, I, I mean, this is something what we said, which is like it, it wasn't just the Achilles. Like there's other things, and yep. now he's coming back from the Achilles. But you want to see him healthy. He's fun to watch. Um, Kyle Gibson, very interesting, unranked to 91. I'm not saying Kyle Gibson is a must-add by any stretch of the imagination, but I am saying don't be fooled by that horrendous first outing where he went it was terrible. one out and gave up five earned runs against the Royals. He bounces back with six innings pitch, no one runs, six hits, one walk, and eight Ks. He's not going to be able to continuously do that either, but he's showing that, I think he increased, he's showing that it could be just a sinker uh, slider, sinker slider cutter, right? Yeah, I think he has a new cutter that he um, introduced, and that's, that's great because he's got rid of that four-seamer, which has been a really poor pitch for him. Absolutely. Uh, and he also gets the raise in, in Orioles in a two-star week now. He did this against the Jays. He <laughs> succeeded against the Jays. Yeah, he said, everyone bashing on your Orioles. No, no, no. You said raisin Orioles. And I was like, who the hell are the raisins? <laughs> no, no. Yeah, I just have a little nest and I have the, I'm just raisin Orioles over here. Oh, I thought like the yeah, food. I know. Raisins. I, I, okay. it, 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 multiple things. Yeah. Right, we can I laugh mean, about a lot. There is. We can't laugh. We will hate it when we're Sorry. Fun. Sorry. Yeah. <clears throat> moving forward. Kyle Gibson. Yes, uh, Kyle Gibson. <laughs> Announcer voice. I got, I got to rein it in. <laughs> Kyle Gibson. Look, he's throwing a little bit harder. He's having his slider had a lot of success and performed better than we've seen. Maybe this does work. He's at ninety one, but I couldn't ignore the fact that yeah, again, I could. I could take a chance on Kyle Gibson for two starts this week. Yes. Two other guys we're going to wrap up with who are new additions. Rich Hill goes from unranked to 92. A nice game against the Yankees. He went six innings. Yeah. That's that's all I care about. Whoa, wait. You're not supposed to do that. You're on the Tampa Bay Rays. You're supposed to go like four innings and change and get replaced. No, he actually went in six innings. Maybe something to that. Against the Yankees as well. Yeah. And then Taylor Widener, unranked to 93. You're I mean, welcome, buddy. Uh, it's nice. I mean, I think you and I both agree there are command issues with that four-seamer, oh, yeah. but there is really nice upside with that changeup and that slider, yes. uh, and that's an exciting thing to keep track of. There are flashes. Yes, definitely. Know? Flashes of great and flashes you of, know, whoa. Uh, what you don't expect, you it's narrow, you know, about not wide, and uh, it's uh, <laughs> I, I tried to make it work, and I just kind of didn't. Yeah, yeah, know. yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'm going to get you out of this one. Uh, Please. Is Taylor Widener, I think, a little more value in points leagues for me because theoretically the K upside is there. They can help hmm. you get away from what could be a home run or two each start. I'm going to wrap up here, too. You see, I think you did. You saw the tweet that I had about Matthew Boyd. Back-to-back no home run starts for the first time since May 2019. You can take a blizzard for the first one. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and the second one, I yeah. mean, I don't know how he did that one. Hey. Can you thank the blizzard for the first one? Because Miguel Cabrera took I know. Shane I was Bieber to say, deep yeah, yeah. Well that done. day. Well done. Well done. Yeah, I mean, I hope so. It's just the slider hasn't returned yet. I know. So uh, you and I are in different pitches about Boyd, cause, and I, you, those are all very good points because the slider isn't quite there yet, no. but the changeup has been really but good. But it was and, last year. 
Yeah, but the command also. I mean, like he got he fell behind. I think two batters that entire game. He saw two one zero counts. Like, and that didn't happen until the sixth inning. He was just absolutely. He looked. Mm. He looked. He looked yeah. exciting. But I agree with you that the slider isn't quite where we want it to no, be. No, no, that needs yet. to be. That needs to be like a twenty percent swing strike rate pitch. Yeah, and it could be. It could be. It's something definitely so. to keep monitoring. I really hope so. That'll he be will. So much fun. People were like, "Man, you're gonna jinx it." He's going to Houston. I don't care who's pitching. Anyone who's going to Houston, Justin Verlander had the third most home runs allowed three years ago. Like well, no, if you're in fair. Houston, that's you're gonna give fair. up a home run. I mean, are you starting him in Houston? Yeah, yeah, but duty. <laughs> uh, um, am I starting? Was that, was that noises? Was <laughs> yeah. that words? You know what? I'm gonna, I'm, I'm ride or die. Uh, am I gonna start? If I remove my biases, probably not. You've said about four different things in the past like ten seconds. I know because I said I'm ride or die, and then I realized that there could be inherent bias there, that, or a subconscious bias because okay. I want him to do well. So straight answer here, yes or no? It is on a Tuesday, correct? My dudes, yes. Yes. Then I'm gonna do it. Because it's a Tuesday early in the week. Early in the week, okay. I can make up for it. I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and do it. He could still get you a, a good amount of case. I'm not doing it. <laughs> yeah, of course, you're a rational human being. Uh, <laughs> I want to, like, like, I understand, too, though, exactly where you're coming from. Yeah, early in the week. And also, I mean, I started Taylor Widener against you on a Friday because yeah. it was fun. You know, and like I took Pavetta because it was fun. This yeah. is why we do this. It's fantasy baseball. You do it to have fun. I didn't have fun last night. I had a great time. Yeah, this is why did. I did those things because yeah. I had a great time. I didn't have any fun. <laughs> uh, you know what? I did have fun playing the second uh, Ori game. Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Oh, it's amazing. I those, just those beat Blind so Forest. Good. I just so beat Blind Forest last night. And uh, Will of the Wisp, I was in the first 15 minutes, it was Fantastic. like, yeah, it's fun. They made yeah. some fun upgrades. Um, all right. Nick, you know, every every week we get closer to more of a sample size, which gets me more excited. Yes. I think the new pitch leaderboard is coming out soon from Alex Chamberlain, which is really oh, yeah. exciting. Last night, just sat in my bed around 1 a.m., fully nude, looking at the active spin leaderboard. Well, that's, fast, that's where if I'm you at. keep going, it might go a little bit longer this podcast, right. and uh, we're not going to. I, I, I'm glad you got over what I just said, too, and you went to the, we yep, might go yep. a little bit long. You had to work that in there. Yeah, yeah, of course. I just felt pathetic. But then I was, my wife was like, what are you doing? Like, sleepy eyed. And I was like, I need to know who's on the active speed leaderboard. You're, you're acting like you guys are 60 years old. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Pretty much. Wow. Yeah. Okay. We're oldies. All right. Um, all right. That is going to do it, though, for episode number 254 of On the Corner, the official PitcherList.com podcast. I'm your host, Alex Fast. And I'm Nick Pollock. And we'll talk to you guys next week.